Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. Weight loss is so much more than what you are eating and when. We have this conversation a lot about leveling up, leveling up your health and wellness while you're also focusing on weight loss. Here to discuss this today is Dr. Alinka Trejo. You're back. We love you. You are the perfect person for this conversation. You are familiar with the program and our community and how hard they are working to lose weight in the healthiest of ways. So I know this conversation today, if not a game changer, is going to reinforce the why behind why people are doing all these things to level up their health and wellness. Hi, hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? It's so nice to be back. (laughs) Can you come back every day? Uh, I'd love to. This can be like our 9 a.m. coffee date. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about leveling up your health. Why is that important when it comes? I mean, I think it's important to separate this conversation from weight loss because a big takeaway or conversation that we're having in our maintenance group is after people are done losing, they're able to maintain their weight, but they don't feel as great. And I think that's because they're not doing all of those things that they did as they were pursuing their goal, right? They wanted to lose weight. So they were managing their stress and their sleep and doing all these things to try to move the dial on the scale. And then once they've lost their weight and maintaining, they're like, I don't feel as good. So can we just talk about leveling up your health and why that's just important outside of weight loss, take weight loss out of the equation, why it's important outside of weight loss, and then why it's so important while you're trying to lose weight. Okay. So I, I mean, I think that, and I know that you and I talk about this every time that I see you, but I think that the the best thing about your program is that it gives people a foundation. And when you have a really strong foundation and you're doing all of the, the things that um, give your body the ability to work at its best, to feel its best, things just magically start happening, right? This is actually why it's not just about the food that you're choosing and the amount of food that you're choosing. It's also about the fact that you're reducing cortisol when you're sleeping better, when you're managing stress. It's also about the fact that you're moving a little bit more and then that's creating a denison in your brain to give you a better quality sleep. It increases your energy. It decreases, you know, your cholesterol. It improves your blood sugar. It does all of these things. And so often what we see is that because, um, are, because this is set almost like a, as, as a only weight loss program, I wish that you like reframed it as like a better you or lifestyle or something programmed so that people could understand that it is not just about the number. Cause you know that I love, and I have to talk to my, I talk to my patients about this. Like the, the fact that I love the reason why I love your program is because it's about for me, all of the non-skill victories, weight loss for me is like the, the icing on the cake, but for me, it's actually about everything else. Right. And so when you lose that consistency, because now you no longer have that accountability, 
with mm -hmm. your community and you have achieved your goal, it is very easy to fall back into the habits that um, you had before you started this program, right? Like yeah. th the cell phone starts coming to the bed, you stop hydrating as well, you find excuses to not move your body as much because again, it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're going on vacation and you're like really determined to like fit into that bikini, after the vacation, you're like, nah, I mean, what about the hell we get? Exactly. And so I think that um, I often people just think that, you know, it, it's um, uh, about uh, achieving the, the number on the scale, whereas I think it's more about changing the lifestyle habits that allowed you to get to that goal and then keeping those so that you can continue feeling your best and also maintain your weight, right? Yeah, it's like keep it's like what what what's your why to keep doing those things when you're no longer in pursuit of reaching the goals. I actually originally tried to sell my program as a lifestyle program and no one was buying it. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get healthier, but I want to lose weight." <laughs> like, I mean, so you just like reframed it perfectly. Um, do you think that's changed? I, I mean, I can tell a difference what like people are willing to put the time and energy like they're really open to understanding it so much more. Do you find people are more about that now? They're they're more about doing these things that can help take their health and wellness to an up more optimal level. I mean, I would say I would say yeah, I'd love to say yes. And then all I care about is Ozempic, right? And the media. And then I'm like, oh God. Um, because I I I do think that weight loss tends to be a big motivator. And then yeah. if, you know, we can we we can show them the data that says if you're not sleeping well, you're you can't lose weight. If you're, you know, not moving, you can't lose weight. Then they're like, oh yeah, then I'll buy into it, right? But I think that um as a society, we are so focused on that number on the scale that I would love for it to just be about um, the uh, the lifestyle piece, but you're right. The biggest motivator tends to be that. I think the benefit of your program, unlike a lot of the other weight loss programs that are sold out there, is that you focus so much on the sleep and on, on, on the lifestyle things that you're all making the when they don't realize they're changing them uh, because yeah. they're just focused on weight loss, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about then weight. Let's talk about this conversation specific to weight loss. Why is focusing on healthy eating, supplements, moving your body, sleep habits, stress management, all the things we're going to talk about today, why is that so important when you're trying to lose weight? Because if you don't focus on that, it doesn't happen. Honestly, like yeah. I really, I think that um, up until about maybe 10 years ago, I would say in medicine, the message was very much calories in, calories out equals weight loss, yeah. right? Yeah. And we used to see obesity as like, oh, it's probably because you're lazy. Or, ah, you're probably eating too much. And now we've re reframed it as truly obesity as a disease. And we're now focusing even in medicine, right? Into like, you know what? The BMI scale, which we have often used as like, this is the goal. It's probably yeah. not right. And, you yeah. know, maybe if like you're sleeping better, like maybe your hormones get better. And so we mm -hmm. are, I, I do think that um, there's been a transition in medicine in the last probably decade or so where the messaging has been a little bit different but we it's hard to unlearn hundreds of years right of a message that we've uh we've gotten and so i for me at least with my patients i always say you know the thing is your your body is the most amazing machine in the world you just have to give it what it needs in order to function properly yeah and your so body, yeah you, go ahead no go ahead 
Go ahead. No, I was going to say the one thing that your body really likes, it's, it, it kind of likes structure and it likes, this is actually why mechanical eating is really great because it, it likes knowing what to expect. That's actually yeah. why it runs on a circadian rhythm when it comes to your sleep. And it wants to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when you give them that structure, it works really well. When people go off of the program or like don't do their maintenance things, and they fall off of it. They're like, I was feeling lazy, but I don't know why I'm not feeling lazy. I'm going to bed at two o'clock in the morning. And like, why? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the structure of the program. The routine is very important, but what we're also doing along the way with the changes that we're making is helping people get in tune with their own routine, picking up on their sure. changing hunger levels, what they need to do to help manage their stress, you know, how much they need to move their body, not just to get a desired result, but also just in general to feel really good every day. Let's break it down. So simplistic, healthy eating. Why is it important? I know it may seem like a very simplistic question, but why is it so important to eat healthy, nutrient-rich food? I mean, honestly, I, I, this is such a, a, a loaded conversation because there's, it, I, it really, it really, really, truly is. And I just came off this weekend about a conversation that, um, with a, a colleague of mine, actually, who's a, a medical doctor. And she was talking to me about how, you know, it's unrealistic to just eat whole foods. And I'm like, but it's actually not, though. And I don't know why um uh we we've walked away from it honestly we just anyways that's neither here not there but the the reason why your body needs this is because it it every every function that you have in your system from blinking your eyes to your metabolism to the way that you poop to your energy it requires very specific micronutrients macronutrients right and so if your body doesn't have the vitamins the minerals the protein the fat the carbohydrate that it needs it can't function your car can't function without gas without oil without maintenance without wheels without seats like it just can't right and your body is a machine just like that uh, as well a lot of the ultra processed food that we have that we tend to create again and, and you and I talked about this last time but we tend to crave because it releases specific neurochemicals in our brain that make us addicted to those things are uh, void of all of the nutrients that you need in order for your hormones in order for your neurotransmitters in order for you know your your muscles to move your heart to pump and so uh, you know the um the, the truth is that you can probably survive by eating junk, you're not going to feel great. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole rabbit hole, that conversation of how food is now constructed to be addictive. There are, you know, all these big companies, they hire people, food scientists to figure out, I know that sounds like, I don't, I'm not trying to do fear mongering. Mm -hmm. They actually sure. try to figure out how to make our foods more addictive. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things like we, it, we look at being healthy as like this, like separate thing eating healthy, mm -hmm. being healthy, you know, exercise or moving your body is like not these extra things that we need to do when they should be things that we're doing. Those should be the things that we should be doing all day, every day. 100%. Yeah. Um, it should be as simple as like us thinking like, okay, we breathe, we exercise. Like it is just part, it, it should come in a yeah. package, like being you know, being human should come with like, you also need to eat healthy. You also need to move your body. That's actually how your body functions. That's actually how, uh, we, what, what we were created to be feeding on, right? Like whole foods. Um, we just, you know, industrialized. So what kind, of, what kind of impact do you think, um, it has when, you know, you take someone who's been dieting for 20 years, starving, mm -hmm. depriving, um, restricting, 
what, like what kind of impact do you think that it has on the body? So I'll tell you what I see often because I do see, um, um, my practice is primarily women and a lot of the weight loss women that uh, I treat have yo-yo diet all their lives. They've done from Bernstein to, you know, Atkins to whatever. And, um, what I see and it, this is also something that, uh, that, that it's, that it's very, it's, it's well, it's been very well researched is, um, I see a lot of anxiety. I see a lot of depression. I see a lot of metabolic, wow. um, changes in the sense that, uh, because they've deprived their body from not just calories, but macro and micronutrients over years, like years, sometimes like decades, if not more, um, their metabolic rate has actually reduced to a survival state. And it, they, they, their, their metabolic rate is so low that when they try to eat normal without dieting, they start gaining all of the weight back because it's almost like their metabolism has been traumatized until you've been starving me. And so when you feed it, even if it's whole foods, right, you just, you, you take out all the carbohydrates, you introduce carbohydrates and your body is like, must store all of these carbs because she will never feed me again. And, yeah. and I see a lot of sleep issues as a result of it as well. Um, I see a lot of hormonal issues as a result of it as well. I see a lot of low grade chronic inflammation as a result. And to be honest, the number one thing that I see is gut health problems because in, in, you know, I, I wish that, uh, in medicine, we talked a little bit more about gut health, but from um like just to, to, to try to oversimplify it now we're looking at your microbiome as an organ on its own and we're looking at your gut as being like your second brain right because yeah. we know that about 70 to 90 percent of your serotonin is producing your gut we know that about 80 percent of your immune system is actually in your gut and so when your gut is not healthy because you've been depriving it of carbohydrates that maybe have fed your microbiome, or you haven't had any fermented foods, or you haven't had any fruits and vegetables that actually, you know, have the, the fiber that is feeding your microbiome. All of that is going to be functioning to an extent, because obviously you're not, you know, your body finds a way, but it's not going to be functioning optimally. And then, you know, your serotonin is going to suffer. Your immune system is going to suffer. You're going to get inflammation again because you 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 uh, promote a lot of the leaky gut syndrome, right? So, I think that we see what we what I often see is these women that come into my office and also men, I shouldn't also both of them, um, yeah. and they feel so awful and they don't even know why they feel awful, but that's become their normal. With their energy is low, they have like foggy brain, they can't poop, they're like my hormones are all out of whack, I have no libido, like but I have no idea why. Like I'm eating, like I'm exercising, I'm sleeping ish. And I'm like, um, let's bring it back to basics. You know, like your body is surviving is not living. It's not the same thing. I think this, what you just, I think this could probably be the single most important conversation I think I've ever had, because I think it really clearly outlines the, the, the effects of dieting over many many years and why for some people it's so hard or it takes time when they start doing the program and losing weight in a healthy way that their body is legitimately so broken down that it takes a while for to level up 
on all of that, which I mean, I love the fact that that's the conversation today. Like, I think that's really important. I I suggest that we go back and we listen to that, that last five minutes again and again and again, and remind ourselves the impact that dieting has had on our bodies and why, you know, yes. Okay. It's amazing how quickly some people can lose weight, but why it's so important to not go looking for another quick fix when it comes to dieting. It's just, it's causing more problems to the point where yeah, how much less can you eat? How much more can you exercise? And not only are you not losing weight, but you start to gain weight. You know, I, f- I see people talking about your stomach being your second brain. Yeah, this has been known for a while. And the thing yeah. about it is it's the way your body communicates. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. And when your body isn't communicating, it's fucked up. It's not getting the right messages. It's not processing this. It's not it's not doing the things that it needs to do. And a big part of this program is systematically leveling up your health and wellness. It's helping your body to uh, give the body the resources it needs to address all of its needs after years and years and years of deprivation and have it functioning at a level that you can even start to work with. Um, There was a conversation happening yesterday where someone's like, well, I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I feel like your program is for people who have uh, you know, larger amounts. Like, no, someone can have, ju- someone could spend just as much time um, trying to lose 10 pounds as someone has losing a hundred pounds. Right. You know, it's really about the state of your body when you come into this. And I think so many people just felt like garbage all the time. They didn't even yeah. know what it felt like to feel really good. But, you know, I think that that's, that's why I always think of your program as a lifestyle program more than a mm-hmm. weight loss program, because for me, weight isn't a measurement of health, right? Which is why yeah. I look at the BMI and which is yeah. really just your, your height and your weight. And mm-hmm. I see plenty of people that walk into my office that are skinny fat that are, you know, within yeah. their BMI and their diet is atrocious and yeah. they don't move their body. Their sleep is crap. Their hormones are all over the place. They're unhappy They're And, but, but they're, they're skinny by like yeah. our American standards, but they're not healthy. Yeah. And so the reason why I think about your program as a lifestyle program is that even if you don't have that weight to lose, it actually asks you to be like, okay, cool. You are your optimal weight, but let's change all of these things and see what changes in your body and see how you feel because you being at your ideal weight may not necessarily mean that you're in optimal health. Right. And I can do sometimes, honestly, I I see, uh, uh, people of all ages come into my office and they're like, yeah, I think that I'm like, I think I'm okay. We do their blood work. We go through the intake and I'm like, Oh, girlfriend, like we're, we're not doing okay. Um, and yeah, and they, you know, because they're just so used to their day to day, that they're like, I mean, I'm not stressed, but I sleep for like four hours a night and it's interrupted all the time. And I get up to be and all these things like, okay, like, let's take it back. Or it's the, you know, I'm, I am uh, really fit, but like my, uh, I'm getting a, a cold or a flu or whatever every like month or so. And it's like, yeah, that, that actually means that your immune system is like not functioning properly. Mm. And so the reason why I actually really love that you reframe a lot of the things that impact your weight is because indirectly you're impacting everything else so that you level up your health while having that weight loss. Okay. <laughs> that's, all right, that's, that's, that's my humble opinion. I mean, you guys, like, yeah, I, this, that is, that is my humble opinion from working with you, obviously, and working with different programs over the last 15 years. Like, I, um, I, that, that's actually why I really respect and love your program so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Here's a comment. I don't have lots to lose, but it's all the other aspects of this lifestyle program that are making all the difference in my life. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, oh my goodness. Oh, here's another one we got to read out too. Uh, so much to celebrate today. Reached my goal today in the morning for the program. 13.8 pounds. Thank you for this amazing community, for the amazing support. Can't wait to make a new goal. Okay, I love that. Love that. Love uh, that. Nothing like a bit of celebration in the morning. Go, 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 go. Okay, let's get into supplements then. So our bodies are broken down. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on supplements? You know, our basic ones that we talked about, yeah. you know, omega-3, vitamin D, magnesium, that type of thing. Um, and then we just recently introduced secondary ones like adaptogens, your mm-hmm. your bees, that type of thing, or your eye. Like what, what, go, supplements, thoughts. My favorites. Okay. Um, vitamin D, I love. You live in Canada. You bought into vitamin D for the rest of your life because you live in Canada. Um, vitamin D is one of the things though that I, I, and I can't stress this enough. You have to know what your levels are in order to figure out how much you should be taking. Because if you take too much, you can go toxic. If you take too little, it's going to, it's going to do nothing for you. And vitamin D acts more like a hormone than it acts like a vitamin, right? And so we have research, honestly, for vitamin D and endometriosis. We have vitamin D and premenstrual site, but premenstrual, uh, syndrome, we have vitamin D for cancer prevention. We have vitamin D for like cardiovascular disease. Like if you go into PubMed and type vitamin D and anything that comes to mind, there will be research about it. And so vitamin D is my number one. And I really, yes. Why is it important for weight loss? Let's break it down on that level for people. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you for asking. Um, because it acts like a hormone, it has an indirect and direct impact on your insulin sensitivity, which is actually Mm. the hormone that regulates a lot of that, um, at sugar balance in your body. And so we know that, um, people who are vitamin D deficient have a higher risk of developing, um, uh, insulin resistance and optimizing that vitamin D makes them a little bit more sensitive to the messaging of insulin that then helps you decrease that lower chronic inflammation and lose weight. Um, which I love. I used to always tell my patients, you know, think of vitamin D as like your, um, uh, hibernation hormone. And if you, if your vitamin D is really low, your body feels like it needs to be hibernating and it will hold on to all of that weight. And indirectly, honestly, it kind of works like that. So vitamin D. Yes, I I get that. It's like it's it's very simplified, obviously. For sure. I do want to speak to your dosing because I um a few years back I was having some vertigo issues that were really deficiency issues. And although I was supplementing with vitamin D every day, my levels were super low. I have to do super high doses of vitamin D for sure because my body just doesn't absorb it or process it or whatever. So um definitely I think there's a test that you can go to um and and, and get that checked. Okay, what's next? Well you what's next? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What's what my other ones? Um, I love magnesium. I love magnesium for, honestly, and it's, it's kind of like a, a, a almost like a, a blanket statement or a blanket um, supplement that I give to all of my patients because for me, sleep quality and uh, is more important than sleep duration. I will say that. And magnesium is probably the most efficient um, mineral, both in our soil and in our bodies when we test it. And magnesium has been linked to things like cardiovascular disease and hypertension, to increased stress, to anxiety, to you know poor sleep quality. Um, and it's it's actually one of the minerals that we use a lot when we are undergoing uh, undergoing stress. And I've never met anybody who's not stressed to an extent. And so I really, really love magnesium. There are different forms of magnesium. I know that in your program, we use a lot of magnesium citrate, which is also really great for bowels. There's magnesium that's close in it, three or eight, like it kind of depends as to what you're trying to achieve, but I really yeah. do love magnesium. Um, I also love fish oils and I love fish oils for the same reasons that you love fish oils. Um, it, again, they have an, uh, uh, an impact on your cardiovascular risk. They have an impact on your insulin sensitivity. They have an impact on satiety. They, but primarily for me is about the inflammation piece, right? And like that gut health piece that I, that I really, really love them for. I love probiotics because, you know, I, 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 as I just talked about gut health and inflammation on leaky gut syndrome, I love probiotics. I think that most people do really, really well on them. Uh, the only thing that I will say about probiotics is that I tend to rotate brands and rotate formulas a little bit more. Yeah. Because you, you know, you, do, you don't want your microbiome to only be the 10 strains that are in the formula that you're taking. So that's something that I will stress that I try to rotate uh, for patients. Um, I am obsessed with adaptogens, which I know that you guys just talked about yesterday. Hello. We didn't actually have, we didn't actually have, we normally we have Dr. Paul to come on and talk about the secondary supplements, adaptogens, the B complex MCT. And I think it's, he's having a baby. He could have already (gasps) had a baby. I don't know what he's doing right now. He's having another kid. Um, So he's too busy for I think he's at like 25, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can we talk about, I'm trying to see if I have any adaptogens. You normally I have, I do the adrenal smart. I have that on my, can we talk adaptogens? I think it's such okay. an important conversation and I'm concerned about it because I think so many women, people, not just women, but, um, would, would benefit from adaptogens. And that's sort of like that, it's that missing. We have it in the post, but we haven't had a conversation about that. I know it's a big conversation. <laughs> I know. Okay. The short, the short story of it is that so adaptogens are herbs that help your help regulate your stress response. Right? They kind mm-hmm. they they kind of help modulate that fight or flight mode that you're constantly in to kind of tell your body like we're not running away from a bear. Like we can just like tone that down and yeah. and help with that cortisol regulation through the day. Um. I would say that the two most researched ones that we have are rhodiola in ashwagandha or the other name for ashwagandha is withania. Rhodiola is the fastest acting one and you will see it in a lot of formulas. It's it's a really nice um, adaptogen that uh, just kind of helps take the edge off. That's actually how I explain it. Like when you constantly yeah. feel in that stress, it's really great for athletes. It's really, I think it's like a really nice uh adaptogen that has very few contraindications because as always before you introduce anything especially when it comes to herbs if you are taking other medications please consult your pharmacist or your yep. practitioner yes. um and, and within your ashwagandha is for sure my favorite 
Um, the extract that I use, because there's different extracts that, that do different things, right? Which is why I would love for you to, if it's in your means, work with a, uh, a licensed practitioner to find the one that's the best for you. But withania, I always explain it as this is the uh, adaptogen that you want to think to use when you feel tired but wired. I, I, hello, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's because rhodiola, rhodiola, I think of it more as like you feel wired, but you know when you're like cute stress, like you're like you're like almost buzzing. That's rhodiola. Within you, I think of it a little bit more when like you're tired, but you're wired. Um, and it has so much research from decreasing appetite when again that appetite is coming from the stress response right and decreasing cravings it has research for sleep it has research for right now stanford has, is doing a really uh, great study for improving uh, cognitive the cognitive impact for uh dementia patients i think it's alzheimer's oh. specifically Ooh, uh, it, it honestly it's amazing but there's yeah. two extracts that have a lot of research one is called sensorial the other one is called ksm66 for women, I typically choose the KSM66 because it also impacts libido. Oh. And I, I, I know, now, now people are listening, now people are like, oh, what? What was that? I'll rewind that. Um, but KSM66, because it can increase testosterone for women, which obviously, you know, when you're stressed, the, the last thing that you want, most of us at least, the last thing that you want is... Uh, uh, to spend more energy doing other stuff. Um, so the KSM66 is really great for stress, but it also can have that little added benefit of the, the libido. So those are probably my go-tos. Okay, amazing. So people have lots of questions. What am I taking? What am I taking? So we do have that post-secondary supplement list. It's yeah. in the book. It's in the it's in the app. You can search it out. We talk about adaptogens in that. So you you can find more information there. Uh, if you want to know more about adaptogens, this is where adaptogens sort of really got more mainstream and people started to talk about adrenal fatigue, which I mean, it's mm -hmm. not a really, I mean, that's really a diagnosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, if you, like your, you know, adrenals don't, I mean, they don't get fatigued, but your body gets taxed and all of that. So that's where this conversation started a few years back. Um, Adrenal support a lot was what people sort of talked about with this, but it's more that I love that it's moving into an adaptogen conversation. And yeah. so just in a nutshell, besides everybody, who would benefit from taking adaptogens? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, okay, listen, like I am here to give like general guidelines, right? I think that yeah. it is like so specific For to sure. people. And yeah. I honestly, when even when it comes to adaptogens, the way that I see things, and it's probably because I hate taking pills myself, is you you need to work on all of the reasons and, and, and why you're stressed, right? Because these, yeah. to an extent, are a natural band-aid solution to something that you need to fix. And so I, because I, I, I don't also believe that you need to be in an adaptogen for the rest of your life. It's yeah. This is actually why a lot of the, you know, sleep and breathing and CBT and all of the things that you're doing with this program are helping because it's decreasing that stress response mind, uh, mindfully so that you don't need to be on, on adaptogens. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, I, I always used to say, like, I think that like billionaires living in like Bermuda, like maybe are the people that don't need uh, adaptogens. But then I, uh, I, I work with a psychologist that has treated people who are billionaires, not in Bermuda, I think in the Caymans. And she's like, honestly, they're stressed out just like you and I are. Like, even if they're retired and they're like swimming, and I'm like, okay, so maybe like adaptogens are for everybody. Uh, but I, I do, hundred percent. But like, I do think that it is just equally important to work on 
why you're stressed and yeah. uh, you know the um uh the cognitive behavioral i guess like changes that you need to make in order for your body to feel like you're not constantly running away from a bear because this yes. is just taking the edge off that's all yeah it's, it's not, not a pill it's not a pill for you to manage your stress but can help supplement to give your body like a help your body level up while you're yes. also doing other Working. things to manage your stress and getting exactly. better sleep and managing your body and eating healthy and all of that okay great um any other supplements you'd like to you'd like to add in what about with this time of year mm-hmm. like, great question um so i i love this is when if you're not taking a probiotic this is usually when i will do a probiotic because they have been shown to decrease the incidence and duration of the common the common cold and flu. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Um, the other one that I will do often is like a low dose zinc. Uh, and if not, you're not doing it every day. I will do it at the first onset of symptoms because it has it's, it also has been shown to reduce the duration and uh, the frequency of colds and flus. I know, I know. Um, so I really, really love zinc as well. This is, you know, when we talk about adaptogens, this is, this might be when I start transitioning adaptogen formulas to formulas that are, again, formulated for stress, but have more beta glucans, which are more things that have mushrooms in them, like anaderma, reishi, maitake, things like that, because beta glucans, have been shown also to improve what they actually have been shown to decrease their cholesterol and reduce the risk of obesity and insulin resistance and blah blah, blah like a bunch of other metabolic things but when it wow. comes to your immune response specifically they've been shown to decrease your um the incidence of upper respiratory tract infections by about like 30 percent or so and the duration of your symptoms by up to like 40 percent Okay. So I love this conversation because obviously we want to have strong immune systems, but what would the impact of cold and flu season have on trying to lose weight? Because we hear people all the time, I'm sick, I'm sick. And yes, we follow the sickness protocol and weight is up. And what kind of impact does that have? You know, I I think, so I I think that that's twofold. I think that sometimes people try to push through their sickness and they're just like, but I have to exercise. So like, I have to eat this or I have to, and you stop listening to your body, which is actually the premise of this program. It's like, no, no, you need to like, stop listening to, you know, the, the weight loss uh, goddesses that have like led you here and like actually start reconnecting to your body. And so, and I think that that can um, uh, delay the improvement of your symptoms, which I think is why I really love the sickness pro- uh, protocol that you have. It's like, listen to your body. Like don't force yeah. you yourself to eat. If like, you don't like just rest, don't move all of those things. And so I do think that sometimes people push through it and then they just feel worse for longer. And I also think that, um, sometimes, um, when, you know, when you're not taking care of your body, in a way that your body needs and that might be different from somebody else in this program you're going to start noticing that you're getting more frequent upper respiratory tract infections and they're lasting for longer right because if you have little kids at home we know yeah you know there's a period of time when they're like germ factories and they're bringing everything home and it's not necessarily how frequently you're getting sick but how quickly you're clearing it and so if you're not clearing it really quickly and you're getting sick really, really like frequently and you think that you're doing everything that you should be doing. To me, that sends me the message of like, you know, there's something missing or there's something else that we need to look at that maybe is not your sleep and maybe it's not your diet and it's maybe not your movement because you're already doing that. But this is weird. 
Yeah. And so this is where sometimes, honestly, for me, even in my practice, we think that we're doing everything right. The, the, the cold and flu season comes and we're like, Ooh, okay, wait, let's reframe this because there's something that's off. And I don't know what is off. And let's like take a step back and do some blood work or let's do this or let's revisit this or let's revisit that. This is also where I start transitioning people a little bit more into you know, cooked vegetables or things that are warm because often you don't crave a lot of raw things. And even in Chinese medicine, during this cold season, we tend to uh, move people a little bit more into stews and soups. And you can still meet, you know, your vegetables and your fruits and all of those things, but without bringing that coldness into your system, that can, in Chinese medicine again, um, be a little bit harder on your system. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that seasonal transition. There's a mm-hmm. reason why you start craving like soups and stews and, you know, warmer foods, fatty meats, so heavier carbs, like your rices and your quinoa is like a cold salad. If you're eating a cold salad every day with a hunk of chicken on it and you're not feeling satisfied, it could have to do with not that you're not eating enough, that your body, that's not what your body needs, that your body's like, 100%. okay, come on, give, give me more, give me more, give me more. Okay. Um, I mean, can that be why we you know you get sick you have a you you have a cold and then next week you have a stomach ache and then the week after that your nose is running and then you just feel you're getting headaches and it's just like one big long ass season of feeling (laughs) (laughs) and it's dark outside and you're like why why don't i live in spain um yeah and so i i do honestly i this is why i say like i think that if that is you we we need to we need to figure out why you're feeling like this right like this is your body talking to you and saying like Hey girl, like I, this was working for me before, but this isn't working for me right now. And like, 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 let's figure out why. Yeah. So I love this. Someone's like, how fast should you recover from a cold or sickness? It's almost should be the other way around. How much time should I take to recover? I, you know, I, that's one thing about um, the pandemic is that it, you know, so many people would just go to work sick before that. You send your kids off, snotty and gross to school. Get to school. You're fine. <laughs> I think I missed one day of school when I was a kid. My parents like, oh, 100%. Home. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that we have that wherewithal to be like, oh, I should stay home. I'm disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how fast or how slowly should you recover from? Uh, just because you start to feel better doesn't mean that you've, you, you're over it. Right. So this is where listening to your body, honestly, um, I think is so important because I, I would say that the average person usually takes about seven to maximum 10 days. I, I typically, and this is the research that I've seen. This is uh, also something that we see on up to date, which is like the Bible for doctors. Um, but, uh, it, it, it should be around like seven ish days. There are people obviously on either side of that. And I'm not saying that if you take eight days, you're like immunodeficient. I'm not saying that yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that if you notice that, you know, you your symptoms are lingering and there, this is also, uh, there are viruses that will give you that like little cough and that's more of like the irritating um, um, hyperreactivity of your airways for like up to 90 days, right? But you're feeling yeah, great. Yeah. And yeah. so this is, this is, this is again, like general uh, remarks that we're making. But if you're, if you know that like every time that you get a cold, um, it's probably lasting about like two weeks or so. Again, you, we might be vitamin D deficient, right? You may not, you may, um, be pushing yourself too much. Maybe like your, your sleep is, you know, you're sleeping 
six to seven hours, which for some people that might be enough for you, you might be closer to like a nine to 10. Um, yeah. You know, there might be, um, you might actually be uh, undercutting your calories or you may not be necessarily eating like enough protein. Like this is why like yeah. it allows you to level up your health and understand like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have eaten all of that Halloween candy because we also know that sugar depletes your immune system, right? So it, it just gives you the chance to reframe a lot of the stuff that you're doing. So I, I'm just cognizant of time and I, I yeah. we still want to get into moving your body, sleep habits, stress management. We yeah. don't have time for that. I'm going to, I'm going to just double down on the sugar thing because yeah. we hear this all the time. Sugar's mm. so bad. Sugar's toxic. Sugar's more addictive than co cocaine. Sugar's this, sugar's that. What's, what is the deal? Given the fact that we are coming off a of Halloween, like yeah. I say to people, just eat it. If you're going to eat it, eat it in a one day. The yeah. worst thing you can do is have little bits that you're stringing along for the next few weeks. What are your, what are your thoughts on sugar? I, know. Um, I mean, it's delicious. Like, yeah, I mean, my first thought is it's amazing and love it. I, you know, I, I, I often, um, and I, I just had this conversation actually with a colleague because she posted something that was, you know, uh, that was talking about Halloween candy and, uh, asking people their approach with their kids. It was like, do you either let them binge or do you let them, you know, only take a few and then have the Halloween witch or the witch fairy or whatever it's called, like take the rest of it away. Right. Yeah. And, uh, she was like, honestly, I don't think that either of them is like great because uh, it's like uh, my parents tried both of them and it still led me to have a really screwed up relationship with sugar. Right. Um, no, well, I, my parents, we just that some of that candy stuck around for a whole year in that 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 um, oh. pillowcase. My parents, they, I would have been like, you're witch. What? You're not witch. <laughs> huh? There's no fucking witch. that's come take my candy. Fuck off. Leave my candy alone. I'm old school though, girl. I'm old school. <laughs> oh, my mother was like, a, she, she literally, she, we didn't even do trick or treating in Mexico. So, you know, when we came to Canada, I was like, what? It's amazing. I was 15. So I like, I would dress up as anything just to get free candy. It was amazing. Um, okay. So, but anyways, going back to the sugar conversation. Yeah. So I, you have to know, I mean, there, there's such a genetic predisposition for a lot of these things too, right? There are people that get a lot more of that dopamine response from sugar than some other people. And so they, they can have more addictive tendencies than like other people. Right. And so they feel like, oh my God, I have no willpower. And it's like, no, this, this could also be a genetic thing that like, you just, you literally, the moment that it hits your lips, you're like, must have it all. So again, it, I don't think that there's a blanket uh, answer for everybody. I, yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't, I try never to demonize foods because I think yeah. that over restricting leads to binging. And that's yeah. what I've, I've, it, and that's across the board, I think for everybody, even for me. Um, and so I think that if you're craving something and you're like, you know, this is where, uh, mindful eating, which is what you're trying to teach people, right? If like, if you're yeah. craving a piece of chocolate, have a piece of chocolate and then move on. And yeah. if you ended up having the entire chocolate bar and you're like, okay, well, I had the chocolate bar and it was delicious, move on and just don't do it the next day. Um, I, I don't think that sugar brings anything beneficial to your health for sure. And we have that very clear on like the research, um, it promotes inflammation. It, you know, increase and it, it, it's, it's not great for your health, even though it may be delicious for your taste buds. Um, but I do understand also that as you change your relationship with food and your you and I talked about this before, where like you're healing a little bit of that PTSD that often we have from the over restricting and yeah. you 
find a little bit of a happier balance, you get the same pleasure from eating your fruits and eating things like that, that are sugary, where you don't crave all of the like really crappy quality, like $1 chocolate bars that honestly are you like, once you take them out of your diet, often you're like, Oh God, this is so sweet because yeah. it's so processed. Right. So like, this is what we always talk about. Like this program also changes your relationship with food because you can have a little piece of chocolate and be satisfied and move on versus before you never were able to, I just don't, and I don't want to demonize it and like, you can never have it again. But I do think that if you're, if you feel like you need to have it three times, three times a day, every day, we need to understand why, because your yeah. body doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we just talk the, the difference between like sugar in a lollipop versus fruit? Because so many people are afraid of fruit because talk about demonizing food out there. They're like sugar, sugar. And like, yes, there is a sort of a chemical reaction in the body that's created that affects your insulin and whatnot. But I think there is a difference between sugar, processed sugar and fruit. It's not the same thing. It's not. And I think that you and I touched on this at the last, the last session that we had, but a lollipop is manufactured to elicit a disproportionate amount of dopamine in your brain, which is actually why you keep on craving them, right? Dopamine is that it, it makes you feel good and it primes your brain to like, oh, I want to do that again because it felt really, really good. Yeah. Right? Don't do that to your brain. It actually just gives you a little bit of dopamine without necessarily giving you that like giant spike in dopamine. But fruit, well, sugar is sugar. A, the, the, I, I've never met anybody that's overeaten grapes or grapefruit or I think you Tony, know apples. I've seen, I've seen Tony overeat grapes. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, because physiologically, a lot of people like if you get to I don't know 250 calories of like watermelon, yeah. like, I'd feel sick. But yeah, know, fruit, um, fruit, unlike a lot of the, the lollipops and a lot of the other processed sugar, they also have nutrients, right? They have. Yes vitamins, they have minerals, some of them, and um, they have uh, antioxidants, they have so many health benefits. And even in the Mediterranean diet, and any healthy diet that you see that's been researched, there's usually the addition of at least two fruits and sometimes berries, right, or like yeah. some like high antioxidant concentration. But they yeah. also have things like fiber that mm. um, inhibits your body's ability to absorb all of the sugar all at once. So mm. you don't get this giant increase in energy and then that crush that comes right after right that you do with empty sugar from a lollipop yeah and so you can get the little bit of sugar but you're getting it a little bit over time while you're also leveling up your health because you're doing uh nutrients that you wouldn't be having from other things in in your diet um and you're you're feeding your microbiome while you're doing it you are you know satisfying a little bit of the craving like i i um in and, and i think that you're right to your point i i wish that one thing that we could undo with a magic wand would be um uh stop demonizing fruit because i think that yeah. people are way too scared of it which is why i really love that you, the mechanical eating that you introduce is like the one fruit a day because yeah. i it's the best. 
Yeah. And then we're going to be, just so people know, you'll be able to introduce fruit more often throughout the day in the weeks to come as well. And you can still add fruit to your breakfast, to your meals and whatnot, though this, that's more like a spring and summer thing. But you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to add berries to a salad, you could totally do that. So I love this conversation. Our time is up. I know we still have a few more things to discuss, but we'll, we'll just have you back (laughs) back. Uh, to discuss them. There's a lot that we talked about who knew such a, a simplified conversation on leveling up your health and wellness in general could be so complex. There's, there's a lot of, you know, things that we could expand on with this conversation. Again, these conversations are really just to bring to light, right? How important it is to focus on all the things that you're focusing on besides what you are eating and when, when it comes to weight loss, the conversation that we had about supplements, again, more information in the book and in the, in, and in the app, if you want to search up, um, adaptogens or your vitamin D's or, you know, your, your omega threes or whatever that might be. That's what these conversations are about. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that you take the time to join us. Obviously there's so much, to talk about and go over. So I'm looking forward to all the many more conversations that we're going to have. Um, as always, where can people find you? Because I know they're going to ask. Um, so I'm out of Burlington. I work at uh, Halton Physio. Um, you can uh, you can Google me. Even if you just Google my name, it will like bring it right up. We always talk about how I don't have Instagram and I always promise that I'm going to activate it. And so maybe I will. Maybe it will be like my, you know, my January 1st. I will start. Um, but if you just look for us online, uh, you can find us and you can find me with you every every few weeks. Every few weeks. Yeah. I love that our guests aren't into Instagram's like having a whole other job. I love that our, our guests are too busy doing what they do, helping people to, you know, take time on Instagram. So I love that. I love that. And I love you. Um, as always, thanks for I'm already looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks, everyone so for joining excited. us. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.